Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Ann Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Well, good morning, everybody. It is Ann Duffy, and welcome to the Just Do It podcast with my special guest and dear friend, Miss Linda Sherman. Hi, so, Linda. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm doing great, Anne. I'm spending the morning with you. Life could not get better. I mean, what a wonderful way to start uh, start the week. So, thank you for having me on, and just having a nice morning chit chat is great. Yeah, we're just gonna have a conversation. I'll tell you how this all started. Everyone is we were on our doing coffee chat last Wednesday, and Linda started to share what she's up to, and. Everyone on the coffee chat was very intrigued on the information that she had to share about um, saving the planet. And she stands for save a tooth, save the planet, save the teeth. What is it, Linda? Tell us, tell you tell your story. Introduce yourself if you would for all of us. Well, I am Linda Sherman. So initially my start in dentistry is as an EFTA, an expanded functions dental auxiliary, and I practice in Ohio. So it's very hands-on, you know, progressive skill set in Ohio. So obviously there's the dental connection there. And as an entrepreneur, there's several things, you know, that I have an interest in. But one of the things that I've always practiced myself is, um, you know, recycling or reusing things, just being very conscientious of me being here on earth and my contribution to the earth. And the last thing I want to do is to leave the earth a mess because of me. So I practiced that in my own life. And as I was looking into, you know, you know, entrepreneurship and establishing my own businesses, one of them happens to be, you know, the dental subscription box. And when I was looking into this and thought I would be use, utilizing some of my connections in dentistry and going really frou-frou, you know, right? And big and putting some of these big brands in there and the influencers I've met, that's kind of what I thought I'd go into. Kind of, you know, competing with the Ipsy kind of concept but making a dental box. But then as I did that, I'm doing research, right? And I'm really thinking about dentistry and the earth. And what I'm finding out is that not only are we fighting cavities in people's mouth and people's teeth, but you know what? We're putting a big cavity here on earth because we're not being conscientious about what we're doing with our daily supplies that we're utilizing. And I don't myself want to contribute to that with dental products. So there's so many other things that we can do to save, save the earth and save your teeth to go with it. Oh my gosh. Well, it was so interesting. And that is a great um, combination, isn't it? Because, you know, just the love that we have in dentistry for people's smile and the healthy mouth and the oral systemic. And as you just said, leaving this the cavity in the tooth is kind of like having when you're not uh, recycling or sustaining um, what you have and using what you have, you know, you can create a big cavity in, in the earth that you can't that you'd have to drill it out. And what would you do with it all? Right. I mean, it's it's it's, it's it really kind of makes sense and goes hand in hand. Um, and I love that you have had your other thing that is so uh, really neat in your nonprofit is and tell us about that because that kind of goes hand in hand with your get mouthy box. Well, the nonprofit, you know, again, we we lead with our passion. And in dentistry, you know, I'm watching children really suffer, suffer from, you know, dental disease, as we know is still a leading cause of childhood illness, but yet it's preventable. 
So I want to make an impact in the world, which happens to be one of my um, Clifton strengths, of course. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so I started a nonprofit organization and I, it was fully tax exempt and implemented last March of 2020. So it's called the Dental Oral Care Project. And though I have a, a loud mouth and I enjoy socializing, I thought that fundraising for a nonprofit would come naturally. And it's not quite as easy. And then throw in, of course, you know, the recent, you know, COVID concerns and having to kind of flip the way that we practice business. But anyhow, I need to come up with some fundraising. I mean, to, you know, help, you know, the dental disease issue with our, with, in pediatrics. So for a cash flow, I'm thinking of putting a dental subscription box. And that's kind of how things led one to another. It's kind of funny how one thing leads to another. So I started off with this nonprofit organization. Again, I want to change the world. I want to get it out there. It really is an easy thing to do to prevent dental disease. We all know that. And I don't feel that patients or people, the public, really is educated the way that they should be. You know, I've been watching it for 30 years in dentistry, the way that there's a communication inside of the office. And you know what? Dentistry still talks to the patients as if they know what we know. They have no freaking clue. And it's obvious. So that's where the nonprofit came from. But I need to fundraise, right? In order to speak to the crowd, I need money to do that. So here came the dental subscription box as a way to fund it. So I've set it up that every dental subscription box that is purchased, there will be a toothbrush kit donated to the nonprofit. So that's kind of where the dental subscription box was born. And, and through that, you started to do your research on um, the earth and um, sustainability and uh, recycling. And that was what really intrigued us, as like I said last Wednesday, because there were so many things that you were saying about, um, like for instance, the toothbrushes that we use, they still are in the earth and we're like, what? Tell us more about that. Tell us what you've learned about that so that we can actually do our part. Because, you know, as you know, well, you've got a young daughter. Um, and of course, you know, that's top of mind for you to save a beautiful earth for you uh, to, to leave behind for the next generation. And I've got grand granddaughters and I want to leave the earth in a better place than I found it. So uh, if we don't get started and share this, 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 wor this word about what is uh, you know recyclable? How to do it right, and uh, how to do it wrong. And most of us found out that we weren't doing it right at all. So there you're is the right and wrong way. You're yeah. right to, to recycle, and that is. I was doing my research about this, you know, the, the subscription box, and realizing that every single toothbrush, every plastic toothbrush you have ever bought in your life, is still here on Earth. So I'm 47. So statistically, I have used 188 toothbrushes. And you know what? It's still here. It's still here on earth. And they're either in the landfill or they're in your ocean, in the ocean. I mean, that's just where they are. So people, whatever you're using, when you throw it into your garbage, it does not disappear. It just goes somewhere in a landfill or it's in the ocean. So don't think your garbage just poof, you know, right? The, the city comes and picks it up from your driveway and you think it just magically disappears. It doesn't. Like they just take it to a dump and it's still here on earth. There's many other ways that we can help the planet, but yet still live our daily lives very well. I mean, there's alternatives to everything and being conscientious, but not only the toothbrushes in, the dental floss. You know, dental floss is not, it does not decompose. It is not biodegradable and it's not recyclable. So all that dental floss, and we know patients don't use it as much as they should, but <laughs> beside the point, 
So not only is it not recyclable in any way, it's still here on earth, but it's chemically treated. So when I really thought about dental floss and all the chemicals on the floss, and you know, that's even worse. Like that gets into our water systems too. And there's alternatives that do decompose and they're completely natural. Now let's go to our toothpaste, right? So now you have your tubes of toothpaste, which you have a plastic tube and they put it in a box. They put it in a box to put it you know, on the shelf. Now we talked about the box, so it's cardboard. And so many people think, oh, it's cardboard, right? It just naturally will decompose over time. However, when you put that cardboard box into your plastic garbage bag, there is a difference about the bacteria, right? So that's what we talked about. We're talking about dental people, dental professionals. We understand aerobic and anaerobic bacteria, right? We have different bacteria in different pocket depths, right? So this is gonna easy to talk to dental people. They understand this. So you put that cardboard box into your plastic trash can well, now you're changing the environment and now nothing decomposes inside of that plastic because there's not an oxygen relationship there anymore. So it's just sludge inside of this plastic bag. So why put it in a box? But people are like, oh, those tubes are recyclable. But this is what you talk about doing it the right way. In order to recycle that tube, you must open it up. You must clean out all that residual toothpaste inside of that tube. It's got to be squeaky clean and take the plastic cap off if it has one. If, it, if you did not do any of that, it's not going to get recycled. And also your dental floss container. There is, I don't know if I should say them, so I won't, but there is a very well-known dental floss company that we all like in dentistry. You know, it definitely is uh, the uppity upper dental floss. And um, they promote themselves, you know, as being eco-friendly. However, two things, their dental floss does not decompose. It's still plastic. Though they make it from recycled plastic, it's still plastic. You know what? So good for you that you used it from recycled plastic, but you're still using plastic again. So that floss is not decomposing regardless. And also your floss containers, the plastic containers with the little metal clip on it, right? To tear your floss. You have to take that metal clip out. You do not take that metal clip out of that plastic container. It now is not recyclable. So you're not doing any good. So you have to do these things the right way. But again, we have other alternatives. We don't have to use the plastic and the plastic and the plastic. There's so many other alternatives that we can actually be vegan. We can reduce our carbon footprint. We can help the earth and we can still obviously maintain our dental health that way. So there's so many other alternatives than what we're used to. We're just so conventional in dentistry. We really need to start thinking outside the box. Well, I think we're conventional in everything. I mean, we were all, our mouths were dropped open. Like, you mean everything we, I mean, just about everybody on that call, if they look at their recycle recycle bin which you know we have a recycle bin and it comes every other week and almost everything in mine would not be recyclable so we're we think we're doing right by the by the earth but actually and who is going to take everything apart like that i that's the thing that there has to be a better way but i guess there isn't i mean the way you're you're talking about it, like you were talking even about pizza boxes and about jars of you know i often I'll, I'll rinse out a jar, but there's residue of food in that. And you're saying that doesn't work either. So, I mean, you know, give us a little bit of more of a clear picture on what we can do, like uh, just from day to day, uh, as far as putting something in our bin that we are sure is going to get recycled, recycled. And who makes those? Oh, there's so many questions I have. I can go answer that one first. Okay. So, you pizza boxes. so let's start off with the pizza boxes. So if it has any grease from the pizza, any food, 
obviously the key is that there's any food on your container, it is no longer recyclable. So you got a pizza box. What you do, I know it takes a few seconds, but literally people, it's a few seconds. You spend more time scrolling on Facebook, you know, come on, like seriously. So take the pizza box and tear off the top of it that doesn't have any of the grease on it. Recycle that. But when you put the other part in your trash, leave it open. Do not put it into a plastic bag. Leave it open because if it's open to the air, it will eventually over time decompose. So that's your pizza box. Your to-go containers, your plastic containers. If you're like grandma, you're gonna wash them out and put them, you know, to reuse them again anyhow, which is great. I mean, I do that during camping season to put them in the cooler or, you know, when people come over, you can give them us leftovers, but they are recyclable as well, but you have to clean them. And I mean, they don't have to be squeaky clean. You don't have to get soap and water out. Just make sure there's no more food debris on them to recycle it. Um, water bottles. I don't know if anybody, um, my husband does this. I have to remind him, but the plastic lids to the water bottles, he likes to put them back on and put them in the recycling bin. I think almost everybody does. Nope, those plastic lids have to be off in that little security ring, I guess that you would call it. Those have to come off. And again, people, these, it just literally takes seconds. I mean, take seconds to pop that ring off and then throw them away. So those are, and then Ziploc bags. I mean, that's one of the things um, I think most people really need to get away from. There's a great alternative to Ziploc bags. I showed you guys the other day, they're just reusable bags. I have found them at Giant Eagle, which is our grocery store, you know, up here in the Midwest. Um, I have found them on Amazon. I found them at Target. I'll find them on clearance. I mean, I have them all over the place and they're just easy to clean. Now don't clean them with really, really hot water because they will, I learned that the hard way, boiling water, what have you, it does. Um, you know, kind of melt them a little bit, but there's so many, I mean, your aluminum foil, I mean, there's nothing wrong with using it over and over again, if you have to use aluminum foil, but again, there's alternatives to that as well. Glass is wonderful to use. You know, we really need to get back to using glass, whether it's Pyrex glass, it's reusable, but glass does, it decomposes on its own. It's a natural process. Eventually it will go back to its original state. So if we put anything in glass, you know, your spaghetti sauce in glass, your dental floss, Get those containers in glass, you know, again, because, you know, even if they're, even if they break, you can recycle them and they will, they'll, they'll decompose naturally. How does, how does somebody in the, when they're going to the garbage, I mean, how do you, I mean, there's not a little, a person there that's like saying, this is good. This is not good because as far as those caps go, I mean, I of course put the cap on and put it in the recycle bin. So who, how do we know that what we're even working on is, is actually, um, saving the planet. I mean, that's what makes me kind of crazy. I'm thinking I've been doing this wrong for so long um, that every, and, and if I'm doing it wrong, there's so many people that are, are, are following in my footsteps. And, and so how do we know that we're doing the right thing? Well, they actually do have, you know, um, individuals kind of like a little assembly line that when your recycling does go into a center, there are some people that will pick out some items primarily your plastic bags. I mean, plastic bags cannot go in your regular recycling, not at all, nothing of plastic, um, but you just keep it separate. You know, um, we have a, a plastic bag that we just collect all of our plastic in, and, you know, over, and then I just take it up to the grocery store, you know, like Myers and get Giant Eagle, they have it to recycle. No big deal, I'm there anyhow, so let's recycle that. So recycling plants, they do do that, but of course with technology machines, they kick out most things. So recycling, as a business really isn't something that's extremely profitable for them because people don't recycle appropriately. If we recycled appropriately, it would obviously, you know, be better on the earth and, and more profitable for the business owners who are doing it, which it needs to be because we need more people to do that. 
You know, one of the things I watch is like in the Maldives, that's on my bucket list, right? I want to go to Bora Bora so bad. I see those and I want to go, but they have a touristy area that they do clean up. But there's another side of the island of the Maldives. You know how gorgeous it is, right? It's just so gorgeous. But the, the, the currents, the currents in the ocean tends to collect trash. We've seen that, right? It collects right. trash and the Maldives is, a, is an area of that. So one side of the ocean, there is nothing but trash, plastic bottles, laundry bottles, things like that, that go onto this island. Again, things just don't disappear. Eventually they make their way back somewhere. It's in the landfill or in the ocean and all that plastic again. And it's just, it's covering this beautiful island of the Maldives. So you'll have, you know, organizations that do come and clean up places like that. You know, I know Four Ocean is one that I follow a lot and they spend time cleaning up the oceans the best they can. But you'll see when that cleanup, there are things that we could have either eliminated water bottles. It's rare that we have a plastic water bottle in my house. I mean, once in a while, you'll, you'll have one. But we have so many reusable water bottles. My daughter takes one every day to school. Like, it's just a common thing around us. Well, even put them in the freezer or you put water halfway in that water bottle, freeze it. And then when you're ready to use it the next day, what have you, you fill up the rest with water. So you have ice cold water, you know, all day. So just things like that. Get back to a metal water bottle. Well, that's, a, that's that's really a good a good tip right there. So let's get back to uh, dentistry because you're talking about you know floss that's plastic, and I'm like what? Um, and then so what will we use? What what do you recommend? And as far as the plastic toothbrushes, like I, I just can't even think about like what would I do with my Oral B or my Sonicare or my Burst uh, brush when I'm finished with it? Do I put it in the trash? Do I put it in the recycle? And what do I use for floss? I mean, these are little, these are questions that I have that um, are making me think uh, in, in, into the future. I'm glad you brought up the electric toothbrush because that's something um, I was all for initially. My husband has his, you know, Sonicare and so does my daughter. Uh, I was a firm believer beforehand with pediatric dentistry that using a spin brush, you know, for small children was great because not only was it excitement for them, but I also kind of thought it got them ready for a prophylaxis in the office, right? They're used to this electronical thing in their mouth. So it's an easy transition once they came to see the hygienist. But you know what? Not now, not now. Like um, those batteries do, just think of those batteries, right? They are going in the landfill and there's chemicals inside of those batteries. And I love Burst, you know, right? In dentistry, I mean, I is the people and everything about Burst, right. but sorry, not recommending it. I mean, I'd recommend if you really needed an electric toothbrush, but I would really prefer people go back to a manual toothbrush. I mean, it's my preference. I have the agility to do so. I know how to brush my teeth. I know it's easier said than done perhaps, but proper technique, we can go back to a, a handheld you know, manual toothbrush. Um, I know that there are some companies that they promote that they have a little bit of a recyclability program with their electric toothbrushes. But again, you're still making it. When you make a product, there's emissions that are involved. I think people forget about that. The product isn't, again, made by fairies and poof, here it is. There is a process to manufacture things and there's carbon emissions. I mean, just the ink, the plastic, there's so many things involved, you know? So let's even just try not to manufacture those things. Like, it's kind of crazy. Um, I Wait, mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna freak me out like naked and afraid. I'm not that crazy, but I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, where do you where do you start? Where do you stop? Well, what about the floss, Linda? How about wait, wait, back back up, back up. What? Yeah. So we have the bamboo alternative, which is there the common go. sense, right? Bamboo is you know it's a natural product. 
Uh, very natural. It's easy to grow. You know, we're not going to hurt the rainforest by doing the bamboo. I mean, it, it grows very rapidly and it's a very hardy product and it does decompose on its own. You can even have fun with it. I have a daughter. So when you're done with your toothbrush, you can take that and, you know, do markers in your garden. I mean, there's so many fun things you can do with that. Now, I will say that the bristles on the bamboo toothbrush, unfortunately, those are not recyclable. It is nylon. There are companies that have tried to get outside of those nylon bristles to increase, of course, um, the recyclability or make it decomposable, but there just really isn't something that's adequate. You know, you can use boar hair. I don't know about you, but I am not brushing my teeth with animal fur, like animal hair. I ain't doing it. Like, I ain't roughing it that bad. No, no, no. That's where you draw the line. Yeah, I don't think anybody else will. And then there are some bristles that they can use castor oil. I think it's like a 35 or 40% castor oil mix. But again, they're just not um, sustainable in the, in the fact of using it long-term, right? They're softer bristles and they don't last very long and they're not easy to come by. Again, to manufacture those takes a little bit more effort. There, are, there was one I researched that it was a vegetable product. However, within the first use, the bristles went bad. And after just a few weeks, like two weeks max, you're onto a new toothbrush. That, yeah. I don't think that's really feasible. You know, we still need to brush well. So you have your nylon bristles. So what you'll do with that toothbrush is you just snap off the head. You just snap off the head of it. So the bristles are separate, but make sure that that handle itself, you're gonna recycle it, put it in the recycling bin. Or again, it'll decompose. Uh, don't put it in your plastic trash can. Again, we don't wanna put it in plastic and throw it away. We want it to be on its own. Or use it out in the garden for a little marker or your house plants or something with it, be crafty. Um, so now let's move on to our floss, right? What alternatives do we have? There are fully natural alternatives. You can use silk. Silk is a great alternative which is um, a product that I'll be utilizing in my dental subscription box. And it does decompose on its own. And we just don't use chemicals to, um, to process it or to adhere. So you can use a little bit of coconut oil, which is common. And we all know that dental floss is better if it has um, a little bit of, I'm gonna use abrasiveness. Cause you know, if you use like glide floss, you know, it's more of like a tape and they're all wax coated. And that wax is chemicals. And I, you know, most people have gingivitis, right? So when you are flossing and you have an open wound, those chemicals are going straight into your body. You know, I'm someone that I tend to be very conscientious about that as well. You know, I'd like my fruit to be organic if I can't peel it, because I don't want those chemicals inside of my, my body if I can help it. So that's what floss does. You got plastic floss, it's treated with chemicals. So we can get to like a silk floss, again, there's other alternatives, and we treat it with, again, just natural oils. And that's a great cleansing and it'll just decompose on its own. Boy, now, oh, go on. I was just gonna move on to the toothpaste. I mean, there's other yeah, alternatives yeah. to that. Yes. So I know with the toothpaste, we got away from plastic tubes. And I've done you know, fun research and finding different, you know, toothpaste that is eco-friendly or sustainable, but they still all put it in a plastic tube. And a lot of times we'll put it in a cardboard box. So let's just get away from that if we if we can. Now I know there's a company called Bite that's out there that they have the little chewable tablets and that's great. I mean, I've never tried it myself. It's not something that I really want to do chew on a tablet. I think of, I don't taking vitamins when I was younger, you know, chewing on those tablets, but at least that's sustainable, which is great. But I have a product that's actually, it's a soap. It's a dental soap and it's all natural. And what my product is, is my product's vegan. So like bite, you know, those little tablets that you chew, they're, they're not vegan. And because they have the hydroxyapatite in it. And that's something I didn't realize at first because when you go holistic, they like to take fluoride out of things. So my soap, my product does not have fluoride in it. 
Also, fluoride has to be FDA regulated. So you have to go through some hoops to utilize fluoride anyhow, because at that point now it's treated like a prescription. But right. I think we're dental people. We love fluoride. But if you're more of a holistic tree hugger, you probably don't like fluoride. I love fluoride. I think it's great. Whoever's listening, I mean, not, not everybody likes it, but I think it helps the teeth. A topical application, you don't need it in your water. But my dental soap, it is. It's a bar and it is fully, obviously, sustainable. There's nothing to really recycle because you're going to use it all. And it's not in any special container. It will be delivered in a little linen pouch, which itself will decompose on its own over time. You can wash it, you can reuse it, which we like to do as well. And again, it's all natural, has just nothing but your essential oils in it, a little bit of xylitol. And again, it's all vegan. There's uh, no animal product in it whatsoever. It's not animal tested. And again, everything inside of my box will be completely, again, it's eco-friendly and it's sustainable. The dental floss, again, like I said, it's going to be in a glass container. So that way, not only can you reuse it, it is a thick container. So I don't want people to think you're going to drop it in the bathroom and it's going to break because it's thin. I mean, it's thick. But, you know, if you wish to recycle it, it's fully recyclable. It's decomposable as well because glass naturally is. And it's refillable. Those are the things that we can do. We can just be a little bit more conscientious that plastic really is, it's, it's difficult to make. There's emissions involved to make it. And then you got to recycle it too. I mean, there's, there's a lot involved. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it's just one more way that we can do our part and one more way we can spread the word uh, to people that, you know, are maybe thinking that they can take their batteries or their, their plastic and throw it in the recycle bin. And that it's going to, and they're they're somehow they're, uh, you know, saving the earth that way. And what we know now from, you know, what you just said today, that's not happening. That's not helping anybody. So I talk about batteries, like, you know what, just a little tidbit, anybody that's listening, you know, all of our, I I told you, you know, the do crew, your, your batteries around the house, your household batteries, your triple A's, your double A's, the ones you use in your remote, recycle those. I know I have a batteries, et cetera. I think it's called or something like that here in town. It's a franchise. And you know what? Now with your batteries, you do have to take um, like scotch tape or tape the ends up because they will touch each other and they can explode. So you don't want to do that, but I'll just put them in a bundle, like a stack of three or what have you, and just take some shipping tape and just make sure the ends are taped. But we just collect it around the house. We have a jar and we collect them around the house as we go through batteries. And then I will just take a bulk of them up to the batteries. I think it's called batteries, et cetera something like that and Mm -hmm. recycle batteries. So again, don't throw your batteries away. I mean, look really around your household and see what you have and what can be recycled and what you can transition out of. You know, paper towels, let's not be using so many paper towels. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I'll cut up old t-shirts. Are the socks that don't have a match? Those are really great for cleaning. I find them easier to clean with because they're over my hand. I can dust in my blinds much easier than a towel that just tends to slip out of my hands onto the floor. So there's so many, you know, and being, you know, sustainable, sometimes a little cheaper too. Save yourself some money. Again, use those socks that don't have a match and some old t-shirts instead of buying paper towels over and over again. Well, you know, I really hope that anyone that's listening to this today will maybe take a look at their, their um, <clears throat> ways of recycling and putting their things in garbage and buying things. And maybe somebody else is, is going to have that, that aha moment that'll be able to uh, invent something that we could use in dentistry because just the fact that all the plastic toothbrushes I've given out in my 46 years of dental hygiene, I'm thinking they're still on this earth that just blows my mind. They are. Your hands have touched thousands. Can you imagine the thousands of toothbrushes that your hands alone have have touched in the containers of floss? And then what are you doing? 
you put them in a freaking plastic bag to hand them to your patient, right? And then they just toss the plastic bag and everything else. And then, you know what? And that's a good point because in the dental office, there's so many things that we can do also. Those sterilization pouches, those are recyclable. I mean, they are. And we are using so many of them. I say, you know, not only do you have a setup, you know, as an FDA, more, you know, as a clinician, we have a setup for composite and then your high speed is in one other bag. Then your slow speed is in another bag. And then your anesthetizing syringe is in another bag, right? And then you have special instruments in another bag. I mean, for the love of God, people, put them all in one freaking bag and learn <laughs> to recycle it. Like, come on, you don't need five different bags for one patient setup, right? I mean, guilty for that. And just some basic things of changing out your lighting. And if you still have paper charts, get rid of your paper charts. If you're using paper routing slips, learn to go digital. Like, come on, like people can sign, you know, digital consent forms, you know, um, our dry erase. I mean, that kind of concept. So you know what, we're in 2021 now, get away from the paper charts, get away from all these paper routing slips on all these paper notes throughout the office. I mean, there's so many ways just in your dental office alone I mean, even have your, your lights on the timer. And when it's lunchtime, have those lights go off. I mean, again, people, electricity, not poof. It's not free. Like you have to harness <laughs> electricity. I don't think if you guys realize you have to harness electricity somehow. So there's a cost and it, it does. It, it contributes to um, the negative effect on our environment by producing electricity. So turn your lights off in your house, in your dental office, turn your lights out whenever you can. Those are small little tidbits. Small little things that we all can do to make the world a better place, more sustainable for our kids and our grandkids and beyond. So, Linda, I want to close to this uh, really fun uh, time together with your mantra, which is. Well, save your teeth, save the planet. Save your teeth and save the planet by Linda Sherman. Thank you so much. You're a you're just a delight and so much fun. So thanks for making this fun. Everybody take a listen, do our part. And um, we love you. And not only do, do your part, but keep doing you. So Linda, tell us how we can get in touch with you. So I have a website for my dental subscription box. So please jump on there, get on my email list. And it is pretty simple. It's www.getmouthybox.com. So jump on there, get on my email list. And as soon as the product is ready to launch, which hopefully it should be within about 30 to 45 days, your first box will be in the mail to you. I'll let you know when it's ready. Oh my God, I love it. All right, well, thank you so much. Loved having you today, everybody. Keep doing you. We'll see you next time at the, on the Just Do It podcast. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.